Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0 on a Tuesday. John, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been um, the show in a nutshell was okay, but then after the ending we saw, um, I'm okay. I'm doing okay. How about you? Uh, about the same, you know. Uh, NXT these days has made it uh, abundantly clear. Uh, not not the most or not the the enjoyable um, viewing experience that it necessarily once was for me. But we're here to talk all about it. There was some stuff that we I liked. There was some stuff that I really didn't like. Uh, so end result somewhere somewhere in between the two of those things. I don't know exactly where I fall yet, but we'll talk all about it. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our, all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. I don't even remember how the show started, John. I'm, I'm just that. Oh, yes, of course. So LA Knight comes out, and he gets top star treatment. He's, he arrives in the parking lot, and he, he feels like a big deal, uh, which is good. I, I thought that... Um, he should have been kind of pushed like that from the get-go. And, and it's at points he was. He was the million-dollar champion, and he had a pretty good run here and there. But uh, And then I'm not trying to contradict myself. Last week, I was saying, oh, he's back, and they're acting like it's a big deal. I'm just saying, like, at least now, they, they're clearly kind of rolling with it and trying to really kind of give him that that spotlight, which is good. Um, as we as one might expect, calls like Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has a restraining order, says you can't touch me. If you do, you get arrested. I feel like we're going to see that at some point. And then uh, Knight says, all right, you know, I won't touch you, but but this guy will. And it's Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, the master of uh, suspense and creepiness, crawl, crawls up behind Waller. Fun visual there. And literally, Waller has to choose between a, ma- a rock and a hard place, or in this case, a Dexter and a Knight, I guess. Um, and he winds, up, he winds up facing Dexter. Pretty good match. Not, not going to... Nothing to complain about, at least. Uh, but then... Oh nowhere! This mountain of a man shows up, and it's Sarav. After some some quick research, they didn't name him on commentary, but this was Sarav. Uh, pronunciation to be determined, but uh, formerly one half of Indus Sher with fan favorite star Veer. I forgot the guy's uh, his former name, but the the, the artist now known as Veer. Uh, before they split up, they were in a in a tight together. Then they broke up. Veer is coming to Raw eventually. He's been coming for a while now. Uh, but but uh, uh, Sarav has not been. He has not had the same luxury in that sense. Uh, so he helped Grayson Waller win. Grayson calls him his insurance policy. So it feels like this is very much an AJ Styles almost kind of thing. But not a bad... Um, not, not a bad way to bring Sarav back to, to the spotlight here. Uh, but right off the bat, Brian saying LA Knight reminds him of The Rock. And he has that it factor. And I mean, in a, in a way, yeah, he's just that comfortable, that charismatic on the mic. I would agree he's definitely got that it factor. I, that's, I, I've always liked him a lot. I've wanted to see uh, big things for him on NXT. But John, what are you thinking about uh, this opening um, chunk here with, with Waller, Knight, Sarav, uh, any, any, any of it? Yeah, regardless of Walter being an unlikable character, he's been a highlight of NXT 2.0. Uh, I guess he's earned himself a bodyguard. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, I don't even know how you pronounce his name. Swarov? Swarov? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it, I, think it fi- I think he fits the role pretty well. The match itself was pretty good. Uh I don't know. Loomis, for some reason, didn't really feel like he fit in to me uh, for some reason. I think he needs like a new rival that he might better fit in with both storyline wise and in the ring. Not really too much else to write home about here. Just continuing to kind of build Waller up here. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I, I've said it many, many a time here. I'm a big fan of Dex Loomis. I hope that he gets his own storyline. So I would agree here if he was kind of the odd man out. He was just lumped in. Um, I guess if you guess for kind of for convenience, he was kind of a big scary guy that could, uh, you know, do something or, or fill the role in this case, you know, take that loss. Unfortunately, Nasha, I would, couldn't agree more. She said she misses index. I know John won't agree, but yes, it was a little weird. Um, even just a two second thing of singing backstage, no, no Dexter and, and Indy, uh, on screen tonight when they're both on the show together, I mean, um, 
seems a little odd, but we can we can you know fill in the context ourselves. You know, until the until the day they they actually break up or anything. In my mind, in my head canon, they will always be together forever and ever. Uh, Steven saying Waller here uh, getting another win, so maybe he's he'll quickly be in the title picture. I mean, I I think they are, they might be building up to that at some point. Talk about the title picture in a minute, but I feel like they're definitely. Um, Gonna get there probably sooner around later because he he's beating everybody. He he only he didn't beat AJ Styles, but he looked good against him. You know he held his own in that match. Now he beat Dexter. He's beat many other people. So, God, imagine that's gonna, gonna come on some. We've got several comments about Walter or Gunther apparently. Uh, don't you worry. We'll talk all about that. Don't want to get too. Uh, try not to, to jump around too too much. So that was the main event. We want to save that for a little later. Um, but there really wasn't a whole lot to dig, to dig into, uh, into the show overall. So don't you worry. We won't, we won't take too long to get there. Uh, one thing that definitely was noteworthy, John, was the beginning of the 2022 Men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Now, the brackets broke over the uh, were shared over the weekend. And I immediately thought, wow, this is a pretty weak field this year. I mean, you've got MSK, good team. You've got Legato, good team. You've got Grizzly Veterans, good team. Jacket Time, good team, horrible name. Talented people, horrible, horrible team name, horrible, horrible gimmick. Same thing goes for uh, for girls and veterans with their like weird um, thieves, thieves kind of thing they've got going. Um, but we do know the based on the bracket, they'll be facing MSK next week. But we did see two two uh, first round matchups here tonight. So it was the Creed Brothers versus Brooks Josh Briggs. Josh, damn it, John, I can't do it. Uh, Briggs and Jensen. <laughs> Briggs, I'm going to say the last names. Briggs and Jensen. There you go. Uh, and um, they had a, a brief kind of clip for the Dusty Cup here. Every team got a little gimmick. Briggs and Jensen, their, their gimmick is that they, they, they love country music. And John, I, I hate country music. So I see that. I'm like, sorry. my me Me, personally, as an individual person, I just see that. I'm like, sorry. I can't. I can't do it. And it's not just that, okay? they Even after their loss... They were like, all right. I think it was uh, Briggs. He was like, all right. Well, men men take a setback and and they get stronger from it. And I'm like, man, the combination of the two, especially there's these like tough guys. Like, it doesn't work for me. Thankfully, though, they lost, so they they're out of the of the Dusty Cup here. Uh, the Creed Brothers won in this case. Good. I think they've got a lot of potential. DJ Ponyas. Just remember, remember the last names. I'll get lustered up if you remember the last names. Maybe uh, unlike WWE, we'll go, uh, chopping off the last name. We'll 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 go the other way around. We'll chop off the first name, avoid confusion. Um, but I was very glad the the Creed Brothers won. And later in the show, we had uh, Legato facing uh, Malik Blade and Idris Anufa. Now we were asked last week, could we see Malik Blade and Idris like going all the way? Because I think. They picked up a win or something, you know, so yeah, something like that. And I was like, no, they're not going to win the whole tournament. But, John, they beat Legato Del Fantasma tonight because Braun Breaker <laughs> interfered and literally carried Santos Escobar away to stop him from interfering. So now there's at least a, a realistic possibility that they will do the, the ultimate underdog story of Malik and Idris pulling off the upset because uh, they, they won tonight. And then later on the show, they're like, well, who do you want to face? MSK or Jacket Time? I guess that's the way that the brackets will shake out. And they're like, oh, it doesn't even matter because we're going to go all the way. And actually, there is there is a part of things that they might. Um, now, that remains to be determined. But no, we do know next week it will be MSK and Jacket Time. So before we talk about the, the match for that for next week, how about uh, the, these first two, uh, the, the, the quarterfinal matches we saw tonight? So, first of all, I'll say that the Dusty Cup will probably have predictable winners, uh, as far as the quarterfinals anyway. Uh, but I think the, the highlight of this needs to be making each matchup mean something, have everybody kind of build up better to look good here. Um, the Creed Brothers continue to impress more and more. Brings and, Briggs and Jensen were just kind of there to kind of make them like look like they were giving them a challenge, which, okay, fair enough, they, they did somewhat. And then we get to the other match here, and I was surprised by the outcome. And then Braun Breaker gets involved. Possibly, uh, I, 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 I'm guessing Breaker versus Escobar is probably going to be the next feud. Uh, so I guess Breaker is a, a, supposed to be a babyface. I would assume yeah. that's a little weird there with the 2.0, <laughs> 1.0 stuff. But uh, Escobar needs to look like a serious challenger. I think he he does look like a serious challenger. Um, but I don't know. I, at this point, based off of the winners we've seen tonight uh, on, on the west side of the bracket, 
Uh, I am pretty convinced that Jack of Time will reach for the finals. <laughs> and on the other side, uh, I, I don't know. There's there's something to be said about grizzled young veterans making the finals a third time in a row and losing a third time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> no. However, however, uh, I am convinced that it will be it's going to be Jack of Time versus either the Creed Brothers or Grizzled Young Veterans. One of those two. Uh, Creed Brothers, I could see probably winning at this point, but I, I got to give it up to Jack at Time. Uh, I think Jack at Time could have a chance here to win and then challenge for uh, the tag championships. And go. they're going to go all the way. All the way. Yet again? A lot, of, a lot of our wonderful viewers here are agreeing. Ness just saying she's picking Jack of Time. Michael pointing out, he's saying that I jinxed Jack of Time, saying so much of Jack of Time winning. We had it going, but I jinxed it. Uh, but obviously, last week, a lot of you were predicting Jack of Time. That was before we saw the brackets and the full uh, reveal of the teams. I think the teams were announced on Saturday. The bracket was announced on Sunday this past weekend. Um, so now we have a, a, a much more firm idea about you know, obviously who's in the tournament and the, the road forward here, at least for prediction's sake. We couldn't even predict, like, exactly what's going to happen. Now we know at least who's in it and who they're going to face. And we already saw that start to unfold tonight. Oh, uh, Steven saying, whoever wins between MSK and Jack of Time will ultimately win the tournament. Seems like a pretty safe bet to me. Oh, one here. absolutely. Another one here with Eddie saying it'll be MSK Creed Brothers in the final. Uh, Johnny will just pick Jack of Time Creed Brothers. You know, it seems like you know some some pretty common picks here. Uh, seems like everyone's going Diamond Mine. Maybe thinking they're they're the baby faces at this point. Uh, Brian saying if it's not G Girls Among Veterans, he likes Creed Brothers. So we're seeing some some you know just a lot, like you people have different kind of different horses in, in this race different people to root for dj saying the creed brothers look up to the finals Herman saying hope the msk one so like people people are interested people are caring about this it's just to me it's interesting because the field is lighter than usual it's like i i don't look at any of these teams and i don't like okay obviously msk is established uh, legato was now they're out uh, i think they could build the creed brothers with this tournament but like this, I feel like in years past that I've been more excited about it, and, and maybe that's more of a reflection on NXT at this point. But um, yeah, more more support for MSK. But ironically, even though they've been uh, these these of some criticism before, uh, they are getting some support here. DJ saying that the team of Andre Chase and Body Hayward or some whatever it is they're facing uh, Grizzly Veterans next week. I feel like that'll be kind of an easy out in that sense. Um, more sport of Jack of Time, so kind of people seem to be rallying behind Jack of Time and the Creed Brothers. Brian saying that the Creed Brothers are very over. Saw them tonight; they look pretty good. Uh, Michael saying he wants Jack of Time to win, but they shouldn't put them against MSK in the first round. That's tough. Now, see, I see that, and I think yeah, that's a, that's an easy out for Jack. For, for I should say an easy out for MSK, meaning an, e an easy win for them. Uh, but I feel like again, people are rallying around Jack of Time, so you never really know. Uh, DJ protecting the creeds and the jacket time with a jacket time upset. Kevin Taylor, people are just loving jacket time, and I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Now, I do want to mention, do want to mention that after uh Briggs and Jensen lost, I mentioned a minute ago they were backstage, and I think Briggs again says, like, okay, oh, well, we lost, but real men, you know, take losses and get tougher. And then Casey Gatanzaro and Caden Carter come up and they say, well, so you lost, that's okay, let's go party anyway, it doesn't matter, like, let's have a good time. <laughs> just like what what i'm and i know where this is WWE and wins and losses don't matter but come on man like that's just, the same night they lost if it was the next week it'd be like okay you know you took a week to kind of sulk or be sad about it but now it's time to move on no this was i think just a couple segments later and they were backstage and they just oh brian we have to disagree on this one my friend he's saying the Brig the briggs and jensen segment was good I thought this was objectively bad. So I'm saying, you know, again, they're, they're, they're saying wins and losses don't matter. Then, uh, so that's what Casey and Kate were there. Then Wendy Chu, uh, NXT's resident napper, is on top of the lockers, supposed sleeping, kind of. Uh, and then she says, I, I, I can't even get their names straight, so let, I can let alone get them uh, separate, you know, individuals. One of them, Briggs and Jensen, supposedly likes... Maybe Caden. I think it was Caden. Uh, and Wendy's like, oh, I think he likes her. Or, yeah, I think he likes her. And he was like, no, I don't. She's like, yes, you do. John, what kind of, like, middle school BS is this? We're, like, come on, man. These are adults. This is supposed to be, a, a like, a, 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 okay, not a serious program. I get that. All right. But come on. 
this this I did not like this at all. Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said. So I really don't have a whole lot to add because I think you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, I don't know. It's been regressing. This whole thing has been regressing. All of it. All of it. Nesha thinks she like she likes Wendy. Stephen Stephen saying that Wendy crocks him up every time she's sleeping on top of the lockers. Nesha saying we're getting another love story. I mean, we saw what happened with the last one. We had Electra and Zion Quinn, and ultimately none of it mattered because they just wanted to exactly where they started. They didn't line up together, and I understand that doesn't always happen. DJ saying actually has turned into 2.0 has turned into a soap opera. I like to think of it more as a cartoon. A lot of these characters are pretty much cartoon characters these days. Um, Briggs and Jensen, country dudes that like country music. If not, if not uh, cartoon characters, just very flat stereotypes, or at least very, just you know, very simplistic characters in that sense. There are exceptions, obviously, but by and large, look at that. Then we saw later a vignette for Saray, and her new gimmick is this like schoolgirl with superpowers maybe thing i'm like oh come on man this what this woman is like one of the best you know wrestlers in the, in the women's wrestling world here and they now they're giving her this cartoon wrestling gimmick here anime <sighs> anime anime yes anime that is the, you know you know what that one makes me do do you know what that one makes me want to do what's that you time? know you know you i'll know. spell it out for our, for our wonderful viewers here <sighs> you know Sometimes I'm watching the show, I look over on the counter, I see that toaster just sitting there plugged in, and I'm like, you know, they're really testing me tonight with this, because they 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 used to have, without a doubt, the best female division in wrestling, period. The main roster women's division has been going downhill. They're losing bodies. They're, they're, it's It's so bad. And then... You get to like the the point where they the NXT women's division is is basically like also a joke. So I've compiled this with me with a toaster in the bathtub, <laughs> and you know, I, 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 it's 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 hard. Do you, do you not agree that, that that it's hard to? It is hard. Watch that. It's is it, is it toaster time for compared me? Compared to what it's used to, compared oh, to what it used to 100%. be. 100%. Compared to what it used to be, it's it's toaster time all the time these days, my friend. Um, oh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, Herman saying WWE has been a soap opera since the 80s. This is this is different, all right? It's like, it, it, in some ways, the elements of a soap opera are always there, okay? I understand. You think of the mega powers, the great, like one of the greatest ways of all time. Yeah, that, that was a romance and a, and a friendship gone sour and all these things. Like, of course, this is a soap opera meets a cartoon meets a, I don't know, um, a, a, a teenage drama thing i i don't even know brian's saying nxt 2.0 has ruined the woman's vision and there, there are steps they could do to fix that eddie's saying there reports that uh this was from flyfall the wwe is interested in signing the reigning or the, sorry the former ring of honor women's champion roxy she had a tryout and as someone that's a fan of hers i kind of think oh cool good for her then the large part is also like no 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 stay far far away go somewhere else where you'll be much much happier and better off go somewhere else where you'll not risk getting fired in four months as we saw with Taya valkyrie many others like it's bad it is it is very tough it is toaster time uh yes you agree (laughs) you agree I, I can't I can't disagree. Uh, DJ saying that Saray has turned into K- Kyrie Sane minus the ass kicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and the problem is the problem is I can't even say that I trust them to do right by that gimmick because I I'm not trying to turn it into a race thing. But you think of I mean Oscar has had some success, but Kyrie Sane kind of flamed out. I I I, I need to real quick interrupt you and point you to a tweet by one of my favorite superstars. Alexa Bliss. Um, is this, is this tweeted, the let it, let it play out thing? Yes, she yes. tweeted 11 hours ago, and I quote, sometimes you just need to be patient and see how things play out. And before I let you go, um, I, I just got to point out some of the top, my favorite replies here. One, which has the most likes. Last time we heard this, Keith Lee got released. Check. Um, 
Karrion they also Cross. pointed out that the last time they said that, uh, Karrion Cross was ruined with a mask. And the last one, Alistair Black starting a program with Biggie and being released the next day as well. So Alexa Bliss saying sometimes you need to let it play out. A track record of letting things play out has not been successful. And as my good friend Luke would say, the booking. The booking uh, it has not been great. And Alexa Bliss is, I get, sticking up for herself because um, I think this is obviously a, di a different scenario. She's proven to be successful. She's proven to be a champion. But this goes back to NXT, and we're here already judging this, saying, hey, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not going to work. Maybe we should let it play out. But then again, like Sean says, she's cashing those WWE checks. So may who knows? I did point out uh, it, it's fair to assume that Alexa. Yeah, is not, I wouldn't you, assume you really anything. You never know at this point. Like you can't even. As much as I would think, she's probably safe. She's very, very talented. She she's been one of the top stars for quite a while. And and while we're talking about the women's division, we might as well point out the other uh, comment that was pointed out by Eddie, saying that uh, there was a big internal push, as Fightful reported today. Uh, that uh, I, what, pro probably without a doubt, I would say maybe the top independent uh, female superstar. Uh, of course, there's other names out there, uh, but the fight for I'd specifically heard that um, Rocks Roxy is that how you say it? Roxy. Um, was it WWE tryouts performed very well? The company was pushed to sign her, but obviously they didn't. And now, now that she's kind of back on the market. Uh, what was just what are your brief thoughts about the possibility of, of bringing her in, whether it be NXT? I mean, she's only 19, like Eddie points out, just like you know, Core Jade is 21. Uh, what are your thoughts about this potential signing? And, and, and if you were to sign, what would you do? Would you go right to NXT? Like, how would you kind of approach all that? It doesn't seem like you want her to go there because you're probably thinking they're going to ruin it, but I, I want to get your thoughts. Well, the... I will say, I had the opportunity to interview her. In May, uh, when the Ring of Honor was doing the women's tournament there, she has such an incredible story. Uh, Eddie pointed out that she's so young. She's 19. I, if I remember correctly, she started training when she was 11, and her first match was when she was 13. So she has just such an amazing story. She's come such a long way already. Uh, and the fact that she is uh, only 19, I think, bodes very well for her. Um I, I look at that report of them having interest, and I think that's great. Like, it's great that they would they would be interested. And apparently, they're pushing hard to sign her. So, of course, like, I think on paper, that's a very good thing. I think if this were um, two years ago, if this was NXT of old, I would be like, oh, 100% all the way, do the program, sign, spend a year, maybe two years there, come up, would be in theory set up for success. Um, and there you go. Now... Now, I, I don't know. I don't want to see Roxy get strapped with this, or anybody for that matter. Like, many people that I'm a fan of outside WWE, I, I've struggled to genuinely say, oh, yes, I want them to sign here and, in theory, go go to NXT, get strapped with a, a cartoon-like gimmick and poor booking, likely. Uh, and then, again, the thought that uh, they might get released anyway, whereas they could go to, rather than saying, with Roxy Impact, AW is an option. The wrestling world is booming right now. Um, if Roxy signs, I will be happy for her in that sense because I, I think me, voice, I would, I, we are definitely, I would still say, in a generation of everybody grows up wanting to go, wanting to, go to, to WWE. That's going to take years to really go away. We're starting to see that kind of shift a little bit. Then, of course, everyone wants, like, there's still that that idolization, that, that goal to go to WWE if you're a wrestler, of course. Um I just worry that it would not really work out. Uh, not, a, not a knock on her at all. She is very, very, very talented. I think she's great. I think she would be just maybe better off going elsewhere because it's it's a risk. It's a risk coming here with everything in mind here. I will sign on the flip side. You know, uh, with 2.0 here, Eddie pointing out that, you know, NXT, they are leaning younger, building young, young talent for the future. Roxy being 19, she, in theory, would be set up to be a top star for years, if if it works out, if if it goes well, Brian saying she gets you get the Corey Jade treatment. I like that comparison. Granted, I think her booking could be better, um, but I, I do think that the the, the the comparison is a good one. Uh, DJ saying that Roxy could bypass next, he goes straight to the top. A little young, uh, I think. 
Yeah, I think uh, especially even though she's already been training for several years, I think that they had Taya Valkyrie go to NXT, someone that or someone that had been wrestling. I think uh, this year is her twelfth year. So um, to learn the the TV system that they do, to learn the style they do, uh, Roxy's been on TV with, with Ring of Honor. She's trained by Booker T. He has a wrestling uh, te televised wrestling show. I, I would still, I wouldn't think they they would want her to bypass. This is all purely hypothetical. We do not know that they are signing her, but if they do. Um, I would think she'd go to XC, and I, I would think that you know she she like most other people at this point that they bring in would, uh, you know, takes take a little bit of time to kind of get acclimated there. Um, but yeah, if she if you know, in a nutshell, if she signs, I'll be happy for her because I think she's very talented. But I definitely would would have that kind of um, skepticism uh, skepticism based on what we have seen with many other people. So. You know, I think it'd be good for I think it'd be good for WWE because what we were talking about, you know, that they do have um, maybe a problem here where, where the women's vision uh, may be a little, little lacking here compared to where it used to be. Uh, we did see Mandy Rose, the champion, attack Kaylee Ray. Then uh, that led to a brawl of toxic attraction. Kaylee Ray, Persia Prada, and Indy Hartwell set up a six woman tag for next week. Obviously, Mandy and uh, toxic attraction are the champions. So that would likely set up. Uh, two title matches uh, if they if they wind up doing like a february saint valentine's day kind of you know, whatever vengeance day kind of thing in february even if it's a tv special or whatever feels likely at this point because tonight they they really did kind of pave the way for several title matches those two we had um jumping right in here eddie zahari saying tony d'angelo for nxt north american title well tony tony d uh held a memorial service for pete dunn you know him adieu obviously we've seen uh pete dunn has been on main event i think the past two weeks been doing dark matches seems to suggest he'll be calling up getting called up at some point soon um and so tony beat him in the, in the classic crowbar in a pole match last week so he had this this few uh memorial service for him not, not a funeral service a memorial service uh i guess in theory honoring honoring his legacy and then he made it clear that just as he has a gold chain around his neck he wants a gold title around his waist so uh, with that in mind, he wants to be the NXT North America champion that brought out uh, the champion, Kamala Hayes. And he said, you know, the next memorial service is going to be yours. Like, don't, you know, don't, don't step up to me. Cameron Grimes comes out yet again, 2020 to the moon uh, and saying that he wants to be the champion. Obviously connecting the dots. We will see Cameron Grimes and Tony D facing off next week. The winner will face Kamala uh, Hayes. And again, they didn't name the time or place, but I have to think while well, these, these title matches getting teased tonight, my prediction would be that we probably will see some kind of TV special event in February of some sort. Uh, Vengeance Day being maybe a little likelier or something up to that effect. Uh, but John, if you had to guess here, Grimes, Tony D, at least is a contender for camera Kamala Hayes here. Uh, which way are you leaning? Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I think it's unlikely that the one-on-one -on -one match will be anytime soon. I think this was just a tease for now if I had to guess. Uh, you know, especially with um, Trick involved and throwing his shots as well. D'Angelo's just kind of learning from the veterans. Cameron Grimes will be up next there, so I think he'll continue to look strong. Uh, I'm not convinced this will be a feud that we see very soon, though. But if we did, I'd probably go with, I don't know. I, I, I'd say Carmelo Hayes would keep, hold on to it for now. Against either? Against other guy? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. I think that's fair. Brian saying Tony D needs to get pushed. Uh, Nesha saying that Grimes is a title match, so we're seeing you know, some support for both guys. Uh, Steven saying he, like, he would like to see Cameron going to the moon, next North American champion, could get a triple threat match. I think that's possible. We might get some shenanigans next week. Maybe maybe not. It's, maybe it's neither one and it's both. Maybe maybe it's a, it's a triple threat match and they draw it out like that. If that's the case, it would be a very fun match. Um yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I think either way it'd be a good feud, a good, a good you know, good storyline for Camelo and whoever's involved, whoever winds up, if one of them wins, I think it'll be good. DJ saying it's Tony's or D'Angelo's time to shine. I mean, yeah, I thought uh, this, I, as I think I may have mentioned last week, I thought he's kind of cooled off a little bit. Not in the ring. He, he, he beat Dunn. Had some other, I think he beat Loomis at some point. So he's winning matches, looking good. But I thought at first people really rallied around him and then people kind of like cooled off a little bit. This... We come back. It was either a commercial or another segment, and this like sad Italian funeral music is playing in the ring. He's got a casket, and he's saying, oh, "This is the closed casket uh, memorial for Pete Dunn." 
again, pouring one out for his NXT career. Uh, with that in mind, DJ is asking if we think that Dunn's going to be the Rumble. They've literally held his funeral, you know, in, in as many words, to on the NXT. So I have to think probably not coming back you know i think like that's to me pretty telling pretty symbolic at least of you know that that, that it's there just as the nxt black and gold era ended i think it's may have been the end of pete dunn's era on nxt the the casket was there pete dunn uh oh, sorry tony kind of you know bit him a do and and that's all there really was to it i have to think yeah we will see him in the rumble um and i would have to think probably they'll get they they're gonna try him out on main roster after that that'd be my guess at this point yeah, I agree. I think he's moving up. I think the time has come. Uh, I'm excited to hopefully get to see him in, in, in the Rumble and be successful. I don't want to see him turn into this, I don't want to say jobber, but unutilized talent. I mean, you know, of course, you're, you run the risk no matter what on the main roster there. Uh, you get called up, you do all you can do on NXT, and then, you know, it's really very much a not even sink or swim situation because it's up to other people, really, but uh, definitely not necessarily being set up for success. Uh, Nash is saying it's time for Dunn to be on, on the main roster. Uh, Brian's saying he needed the, the North American, or sorry, he needed the NXT title, uh, but is happy for this supposed call up. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's it's overdue and, and well deserved. I think there's more. Again, I would probably agree that he 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 could be uh, or should have been North American champion, but I think at this point. That, that, that ship has probably sailed, so I, I would agree it's probably time, just like it is probably for Champa as well. Uh, again, end of an era, and now probably time to see what they could potentially do on main roster, and again, hoping that they do good things. Hopefully they're going to find success there. Uh, Anthony, with that in mind, wondering if we could see Dunn team up with Ridge Holland on SmackDown, and maybe even Will Sheamus as well. Um, maybe. I don't really know. Um, obviously, we know that uh, Dunn and Holland had a brief kind of allegiance there. Feels like they're kind of doing their own thing with Holland and and Sheamus and SmackDown. Done feels like that feels a little odd to me that they would try to like kind of force something there. Um, could happen. I, I think that like crazier things have happened. But um, one thing is for sure: if Dunn's in the Rumble, yes, I imagine he will break fingers in the Rumble match as he does. How many? Oh, he'll, he'll probably get a couple spots. But he just like goes around snapping fingers, doing what he does. Um, Michael was saying, well, this could be fun. Dunn and uh, Cesaro all team up to face Sheamus and Richard. Well, apparently Cesaro's in a random team with Mansoor. Or, or no, was it Ricochet or is it Mansoor? Mansoor. Okay, so either way, a random tag team. So maybe, well, on that, I guess in that case, random tag team, you can easily, just as easily break up. So sure, bring Dunn up. Be a very, very good match. Uh, two very good guys. There were ways to, to be on TV, to, to be featured in WWE. So why not? Uh, but yes, Champa probably I would agree will be in the Rumble as well. Uh, so something to look forward to there. Uh, we mentioned uh, Sarab earlier on. There was no, two other returns, even briefly. Duke Hudson came back. He attacked. Uh, well, actually, I guess two returns uh, in this one itself. Duke Hudson came back to attack the returning Dante Chen and Guru Raj. And. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Duke Hudson. He was mad. He should be mad because he wore a stupid, stupid wig. Because everyone's a cartoon character these days. Uh, Dante Chen, I vaguely remember he had like maybe one match, and then I think he got hurt and he went away. Um, so I thought he could have benefited from a win here, just kind of like get him some momentum there. Uh, instead, no, you know, Duke Hudson attacked, and it feels like he'll be feeding with Dante Chen coming out of that. Feels like Duke Hudson's gonna lose that one because he, you know. I just, I don't know. I, I They had the whole video package for Dante Chen. It feels like they're going to try and make something of him. You know, um, should be fine. Uh, more feuds here. We know that Z uh, Zola Sokoa will face Boa. Boy, that's confusing. And uh, an ODQ match next week. You know, <laughs> I still don't know where that's going. I think I think Solo referenced the bloodline tonight, so that was a little fun. Uh, over to Easter Egg for you there. Um, but, so, you know, I feel I, in general, I'm just not really like clicking with a lot of these characters. And when it's a show that's like defined by these characters, um, that does not bode well. And that's just thing she's excited for Solo. I mean, he's on TV, he's doing good things, so that's good. Um, we, were just, we were talking of call ups a minute ago. Someone who definitely should have been called up a while ago, John, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai was on TV tonight in a match. There was a video package for Valentina Ferros and. Yulisa Leon? 
Yeah. 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 I, I think that both performers have been on 205 Live lately. Uh, they're clearly trying to establish them ahead of the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which begins in February. So you would think that they might get a win over Dakota Kai. No. 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 Dakota won. Um, so the newcomers, uh, not off to the best of start here. They, they, they had a, a video package, a promo, a confirmation with Dakai, then a match. Dakota, as you, as you do with MSK, reminding them that success can often be the ultimate motivation for uh, betrayal and heartbreak. And, and obviously that's what we saw with her and Raquel. So I like that kind of continuity. But boy, Dakota should have been, should have been out of here a while ago. Like I think as soon as they were kind of, uh, at the very least, as soon as she wrapped up her food with, with Raquel. She could have easily uncalled up. I think I think Raquel's uncalled up. But then we had a segment with Raquel and Cora Jade, where Cora pitched the idea of a tag team with Raquel for the for the Dusty Cup. And John, I said, "There, you're telling me we're probably going to get a whole an entire Can They Coexist team for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic." And that's going to be uh -oh. one of two ways. One of two ways. They're either going to win the first match by somehow coexisting barely. And then they'll be in the semifinals. So they're either going to make it all the way to the finals, like somewhere in the way, they're not going to coexist because that's what they do. Like, that's, we know that, like, there's only so many ways they can do the same thing. Um, I'd rather this not. You know, they're both fighting for it. They both want to be the next two women's champion. That's that's the goal here. So I don't really know, like, Cora Jade's like, oh, it'd be cool to win the Dusty Cup. No, it'd be cool to be the champion. Granted, you could win the tag titles, but, you know, or apples and oranges. Uh, what are you thinking about their their potential partnership well, here in, in the Dusty Cup? First of all, with the match tonight, uh, I thought that NXT is just trying to put them over as potential threats. Dakota Kai obviously doesn't need to be there anymore, but she is. I don't really have an opinion on that. As far as like why, I do agree that she should be gone, but she's not. And then about this coexisting pairing... At, the, at this point, I have no idea who, who they're going to put together and why and how long they're going to coexist and if they're going to win. It's a running gag internally, I'm sure, at this point. They're just going to keep doing it as we keep feeding them the Our enjoyment rage. or reaction of the uh, – yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's what they do. DJ pointed out, yes, Raquel said no. Uh, she said, like, you know, she turned her down. They're gonna do it, man. They're gonna do it. Like they're gonna, they're gonna do the team and coexisting because they can't help themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steven saying that Raquel and Cora remind him of the the Io Shirai and Zoe Stark not getting along thing. Yeah, this is what they do. Uh, there, there's a playbook, and they follow the playbook to a T. Um, well, some deviations here and there. Uh, Eddie pointing out maybe another team we could see. Someone who should have been caught up a long time ago. Io Shirai, still in NXT. Uh, maybe she'll get paired up with Saray. I hate to say, but I, I hope not. You know, again, Saray has now got this, like, anime gimmick thing, apparently. And, like, I don't, I don't really think that's... I uh, Granted, we saw, like, one very brief teaser for it tonight. But right off the bat, I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work. Oh, my gosh, John. It's just characters and and i'm not like the, uh, and the most talented people like aren't it's weird they're not cartoon characters right it was dry uh p Dunn wasn't um you know a lot of all the other one you know people that have been kind of the core of xt they're not cartoon characters so then now they're like commingling with cartoon characters and it's a very weird thing and i don't know how to feel about it well actually i do i, I don't really care for it, but uh but John, <laughs> we yet again my mantra at this point when NXT focuses on the wrestling, it's a pretty good show. So in the main event, advertised, we got Roderick Strong and Walter. And I was like, all right, silver lining. It's going to be a really good match. And it was. Walter started a holy blank chant with a chop. Because he's such a badass. He's a monster. He's a monster of a man. Uh, I think it was just last week they, they had announced uh, that he, had, he would have his, his final stand on NXT UK. Naturally, a lot of us thought, hey, is he actually coming to NXT uh, Prime to, to team with Imperium? It would appear to be the case. They had um, a brief promo backstage. Imperium were uh, talking about how their goal of making the, the mat sacred and all these things as they do uh, with subtitles. But one line stuff to me was basically they said uh, all for one, one for all. So Imperium, the three musketeers, and that's a very fun thing. Um, you know. But I'm glad he, uh, Walter. Um, I would 
at least based on what we saw tonight, it looks like he's here. And I think that's a very good thing. I think he's great. Uh, we also had a promo from from Malcolm Bivens and stuff and stuff. Now, well, over the weekend, digital exclusive Walter almost shoved Malcolm in a, in a locker because he's a bully, I guess. Um, Bivens is MVP. He's great. Roderick Strong, not afraid of Walter. Sets up the match. It's very good. Uh, we haven't really seen this before. Definitely not that I can recall. And it was very, very good. Two, two wrestlers, John, two wrestlers doing good things. So, yes, Brian, it was a great match. I liked it a lot. And that's the thing. It was, it was a, a good main event. Um, so this was very good. I liked it a lot. Uh, in the end, yes, Walter won. Chops chops were had, power bombs, uh, tossed Roddick around. Very good match. Got some time. Put him, put him on a power bomb because he's a big dude. Um, I like this a lot. I thought this was very, very good. After the match, Walter grabs a mic. And what does he say? The one of this match is Gunter. And he has he has a very heavy accent, but it was Gunther, uh, or however you want to pronounce it. So I think they're changing Walter's name because reasons. Um, well, yeah. So uh, let me get into my thoughts about this because uh, probably unsurprisingly, I have a different opinion than most other people. Um, so I, I, it would appear that <clears throat> this is his final transition to a, a WWE full-time run, meaning that when you get the name change, like whatever. But has nobody considered the fact that Walter may not have given permission or may not have signed his name over to WWE? It's a possibility that Walter did not want to kind of, dare I say, give the rights to the Walter name like we've seen so many people do before. So in that case... Maybe they decided to switch the name to Gunther Stark. Of course, there's all kinds of controversy about because God forbid more than oh, one person. I forgot. I didn't even connect those dots. Oh my! Because gosh. no, <laughs> because oh, Walter, no. <laughs> because God forbid more more than one person uh, has has the same name. And for those of you that do not that do not know, uh, Gunther Stark uh, is the name of a dare I say, Nazi, during World War II, uh, a U-boat commander that operated in, in the English Channel. So, yes, uh, it was a captain mm. lieutenant with the same name. Tonight, we only heard the first name, but, yeah, Colin did not connect the dots. I did when I first heard the name because I, I heard I the story. I just overlooked that. So, yeah, yeah uh, this uh, Walter, who is also, you know, ironically from overseas as well, <laughs> has gotten this Nazi name that uh, people are going to talk about. And and look, I, I honestly think there's going to be a movement where people talk about this so much that they have to make a decision to change it maybe back to Walter. But I stand by what I say that we cannot assume that they didn't want to use Walter and that he said, not that he said that he wasn't going to use it, but that he wouldn't release the rights to the name. But John, thanks to the UK... It's 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 a WWE brand. Like yeah, why, but that, why would he use it there but not here? Like what what I don't understand. I see what you're saying, and it makes sense. Like I, I, I if that were the case, but he spent years on next to UK. Walter, the dominant champion, no problem. So yeah, I get that. Uh, but he, WWE's motto is this: if it ain't broke, we'll fix it. <laughs> so um, the uh, match was everything it promised to be. Strong, uh, literally lifting up and then doing crazy things yeah. to Walter. Diamond Mine versus Imperium could be very interesting. Uh, I think Imperium could maybe add a female member that would make it even more interesting. But the announcement will overshadow this to be concerning. And let me be completely honest with you right now. When he said the winner of this match, and then and then he said that, I didn't know what he said. I thought maybe he said Walter. I had no idea what he yeah, said. Yeah, I looked it took me a minute as well. But, but obviously, you know, I mean, real quick, people people have people have their takes here. I mean, DJ's already assuming that maybe he could dethrone Braun Breaker. I don't think he's even going to be on NXT that long. I think he will be to the main roster soon, sooner than later. So... I said worst case. Worst case, he should be the, the guy that beats Breaker. Like, if they don't want to call him up right away. Herman commenting says Walter is going to be an AEW. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon whatsoever. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. But uh, I I don't know. I thought the match was good. We'll see where it goes. Back back to Alexa Bliss's uh, let's let it play out. Let it play out. 
I mean, it's uh, it would be kind of hard to backtrack on this now, and or, but maybe they will and just like forget that that ever happened. But also, the name change is kind of concerning for his chances of being promoted to the main roster because, like, if they're if they were going to change his name, you think they would have waited until right, he came right, to the main roster? Agree. But a plus comment from Anthony here. So he's saying, so Walter is Gunther, Fabian and Marcel are now Chandler and Joey. Chef's kiss for the friends reference, my friend. That is wonderful. Um, I, I first saw that the Gunther, the, the coffee barista, or, or what everyone say from friends. That's the only Gunther that I know. Um, now she's pointing out that they, they changed Piper Niven, XCUK uh, star previously, to Dewdrop. Which I guess do they they did have the right to the Piper name, right? They're the one that created so. that. Should have been that, like that. Yeah, know. I don't know. Maybe they just have a different group of people to create the names for NXT UK versus uh, Maybe. um, over in the main roster. The only thing that I'm <laughs> happy about is that Gunther is not all capital letters. Walter was all capital letters, and so many times you're <laughs> typing an article and you forget to capitalize every word in Walter. Just like Kushida, and it's yep. like, uh, yeah, yeah. But what I did mean, you think? That, I mean, all, all of this aside, basically, if you can get it out of your memory, what happened the last two minutes of the show? What would you What would you rate the show? Let's hold, hold the phone. We gotta get some more comments here. Brian saying when the main event was good, they didn't have to touch Walter's name. I would agree. Uh, we're going all the way here. Eddie's saying that Walter's gonna dethrone Roman Reigns. Hey, that could happen. The Royal Rumble for all you know. It could be Seth Rollins. We can't. We have, we have to again. As as uh, Alexa said, just let it play out and see what happens. Uh, Stephen saying able to move all of Imperium, all of uh, Gunther, Joey, and Chandler <laughs> to the to the main roster. Um, I like this from Michael saying, why not go with Walter, the alternative uh, English name? That would make more sense. That would that would be better, uh, and they didn't. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with this Gunther thing. Gonna have to let it play out for now. Um, that's just saying that Walter's English isn't good. That's why he said it. I just I don't know what the motive here is. It's not what it's Walter. Like unless people heard him that incorrectly, and I like it's, it didn't sound like Walter to me. Even with like he has a, a strong accent, I understand that. Um, but yeah, I think this was good. It was a good main event. I liked it a lot, but. We're gonna try and let it play out, okay? Because it was a very good match. It was a strong start. It was a strong, strong close to the show. Um, <laughs> again, when NXT focuses on the wrestling, it at least that part of the show is still a good show. When they don't, you get stuff like the Briggs and Jensen thing that just like was objectively bad to me and took me out of the show and was made me say, "Wow, this is not good." Uh, but Johnny, you had asked. Take away the two last two minutes because I I didn't like freak out. I, was, I thought it was weird. I was like I or unnecessary to to change Walter's name. I didn't like again I, at the time. I just overlooked the the Gunther. Uh, I I saw that report earlier and then saw the connection to the the very uh, controversial name, to say the least. Um, and I just I was covering the show, covering other news. I just was frazzled. And I overlooked it. So now they mentioned that I'm like, oh, that's that's not good. Uh, but eh, maybe you know other than other than that, Miss Lincoln, how's the play? Um, I want to read the show night like highly for a very good main event. Um, there were things I liked. I liked the the directions for again the teases for these title matches. I I like having direction, even if I don't exactly love it. I just like knowing where we're going. And I, in this case, I did. I, I like the idea of Brown and Santos. I like the idea of um of Carmelo and maybe uh, Cameron and and Tony D. I think that's pretty fun. So I guess if it all if it all evens out, I will go for like a six point five. I would give the main event itself like a, like an eight, you know, and uh, discounting the the end of the, the name change. Uh, but John, how about you? As we get some some thoughts from the viewers here, uh, I would also go with a six point five uh, without the main event, probably like a five point five. So it did bump it up a point, but it wasn't extraordinary enough for me to bump it up and even even higher than that. I might even be a little generous uh, with my 6.5, but I, it was a very good main event. I do want to credit it for that. Um, uh, so we got a 6.5 again here from Nesha, another 6.5 from Brian, a 7.5 from Steven saying he likes main event and happy. Yes, so I think Steven, you mentioned earlier, John, the best thing about tonight, maybe other than the, than the great main event, no Von Wagner. So as much as they worried me last week, they played with my emotions, they, they suspended him, they brought him back. I thought he was going to be on TV tonight. No Von Wagner. So at least he wasn't the source of my um, 
frustration this week in that sense. So that that was good. No Von Logan this week, at least a fairly welcome reprieve in that sense. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just saying it's not working for me, at least my my opinion, my two cents. Herman giving it a seven as well. DJ a 7.5. Michael with a nine. Hey, kudos to you if you like it that much. Like we we're all about respectfully disagreeing. If you thought it was a nine, more proud of you. I enjoy it. We're here to enjoy it. That's what we do. When we did, I'm discussing why I didn't enjoy it that much. But he's saying it had a lot of moving parts. It was on a roll. Everything, everything meant something. I don't think that's fair. I see these days, everything means something. What, whatever, if that's if it means something good or bad. No, it's another matter entirely. But uh, everything means something. You got the characters. Characters are doing things. So that it, you know, there's there's something said for that. Uh, Stephen saying that Vaughn will be here like Veer, not for a month. Uh, so maybe Vaughn's new thing, but he will he'll be coming all the time. Non-stop. Oh, uh, boy. Um, so that said, not a bad show. Uh, I think, as you said, John, maybe he's maybe coming out of it and a little bit of a damp, dampener on, on the enjoyment and the, that like people are very, very upset about the name change. Um, but it was a very good main event. Not a bad show. I mean, I do want to say, DJ, yes, they did announce for next week. It will be Toxic Attraction, Kaylee Ray, India Persia, and a six-woman tag team match. They announced a bunch of things um, ahead of time as well. Uh, which is good, you know, just good to know what, what to look forward to. More more for the Dusty Tag Team Classic there, uh, Grizzly Veterans and Andre, and again, I think it's Body Howard or whoever it was. Um, we even touched on everything. There's a, there's a pretty good match for Kaylee Ray and Ivy Nile. I mentioned that Kaylee got a tie from Mandy. Ivy won, so not naturally the person that would benefit from a win by feeling the champion didn't win. So maybe that's why I, will, I was at 6.5. Oh, that being said, not a bad so John. You're gonna Don't worry, DJ. I'll have the toaster next week, and I'll be like when Brock Lesnar had the briefcase up here. I'll be having the toaster. <laughs> to oh, I'll supposed to be a toaster party. That sounds really bad. Um, boy. Well, uh, whether whether it will be a toaster worthy show next week or not, we'll be here to talk about it. And John and I are always here to talk about Raw on Mondays. Schedule for meeting, we're here to talk about uh, SmackDown. Robert and I are here to talk about SmackDown on Friday, which will be good to go this Friday. Schedule should permit this week, so that is good. Otherwise, the two Diamond Dudes on our page cover all things AW. Our new show, The Hot Tag, with some of the uh, very some of the, some great journalists all around the, the wrestling media world here, talking all things wrestling here. Uh, Dominic, you know, does a great job kind of uh, you know collaborating and getting getting the group together. So a new episode went up today. Make sure to check that out. But yes, here, Russell, and all those things, and all, the, all of our interviews. I interviewed Matt Cardona and Amy Rose of Ring of Honor. Bill Pritchard interviewed Moose and Jonah, all the, and, and many more available over platforms. So that being said, John, and that just says it's toasty. Yes, it, we, we try to keep it nice and toasty here. Or, or on the flip side, we try to keep it, uh, we try, try to do best when, when they present us with a toasty product. Uh, that being said, you know, the world out there, the world out, the world outside is very toasty. It's very scary. But we try our best to do one thing above others, John. And can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.